0: This is The Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then The Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello friends, John Solberg here. I am your host for The Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. I'm always extremely excited to tell you that this show is brought to you by The Butcher Shop. The Butcher Shop are purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australia non-crust bread Wylara 9 plus briskets. And as always, they are handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for more than 15 years. Every week, they're shipping out competition quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use The Butcher Shop win, and they win often. Even if you're not a competitor, you deserve the finer cuts in life. Great news for you, The Butcher Shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me, who aspire to be the kings and queens of the backyard. The Butcher Shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock, and again, it's always hand-picked for you. Let's review. The best competition briskets? Check. The best pork selection? Check giving you a better overall option to cook at home check so give the butcher shop a call today 850-458-8782 that's 850-458-8782 you mentioned the barbecue central show they're taking 10% off your entire order each and every time you can also check them out over on facebook facebook.com slash the butcher shop shop is spelled s-h-o-p-p-e the Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australia non cross Y Lara 9 Plus briskets. I'm just going to let Greg take care of the introductions today. Let's jump right into it.
1: As promised, joining me now, no pun intended, to talk turkey, why not have an expert, a author, and a barbecue restaurant owner to, uh, to talk turkey with? We welcome back friend of the show, Julie Reinhardt. Julie, how are you?
2: I'm doing great,
1: Craig. Thanks. Appreciate you taking time out to join me and talk about this turkey. And we're going to not talk about the oven. But before we get actually get into that, a little bit earlier in the year, you had released a book called She Smoke, a backyard barbecue book, which I got an advanced copy of and two mentions or three mentions of in the book. So we appreciate that. How is the book doing and, and how, are, how is it being received?
2: You know, it's doing great, and we're um, planning a whole other spring tour uh, for next spring. And, of course, pumping up uh, the whole holiday sales, which is always fun. (laughs) You know, at Smoke and Peace, we do a ton of smoked turkeys and Thanksgiving dinners, so I'm tying that in with a book because we have a whole holiday chapter.
1: Now, let's go ahead and talk this turkey thing. Thanksgiving coming up, probably if you're a food person or if you just like to eat food, this is many people's favorite holidays This Thanksgiving deal. First of all, let's talk about the turkey itself. What are you looking for when you are buying your turkey?
2: We definitely want a, a natural and fresh turkey if possible. It's going to help bring in the flavors when it's fresh. You're not uh, kind of fighting with the, with the frozen. You um, also want a natural turkey because we're going to brine the turkey before we smoke it. So you don't want any added
1: solutions. Do you have any recommendations on how much bird to buy given the amount of people you might be having at your house?
2: As a general rule, a pound per person, um, that's for eating. If you want leftovers, go a little higher.
1: Well, I, I would definitely go higher. You've got to have the leftovers of Thanksgiving, right?
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so start with a pound and go up.
1: <laughs> all right, so we have the bird. It's natural and it's thawed out. Are you doing anything to the bird preparatory-wise before we actually get into the brining?
2: You know, just rinse it off and pat it dry. You know, um, once you take it out of the package, take it out of the... Out, all the- the and things inside. So the first step is
1: brining it. Well, you did mention I mean, brine. Now, do you not inject?
2: I do not inject. I like to, I brine and then smoke, but I'm not an injector. In fact, I can always tell when people inject their barbecue. To me, the, the flavors fight with the meat. I just want to taste the meat and have a nice rub on the outside. But I'm not a fan of injecting. In fact, I, I've even written a poem about it. It's called, Ek I Don't Inject.
1: Can you give us a passage?
2: Ek I don't inject. Don't put needles in my meat before you cook it on low heat. And it goes on from there.
1: <laughs> like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't put needles in my meat. That's right.
2: We have a, a fun thing on the She Smoke blog. is a food poetry Friday. And uh, every Friday, I, I attempt to write a food poem or at least discuss somebody else's, and then people can um, can post their own food poem.
1: You see, it's not just about the barbecue here on the Barbecue Central Show. We're also expanding Central Lights horizon by offering a poetry once a week over dot com. right?
2: That's right. You know? <laughs> Barbecue is like poetry in your mouth. Why not create some poems about it?
1: Couldn't agree more. So you have the turkey ready to go. We're going to brine. We're not injecting as we've heard through poetry. So what kind of a brine do you use and do you have a basic recipe that you might be able to share with the centralites?
2: Um, you know, the, the main thing about uh, brine is that uh, you've got a certain amount of, you've got enough salt a saline solution that's saltier than the, than the turkey is naturally so that it draws in the salt. So usually I do about two cups of salt to two gallons of water. If you're using kosher salt, double that. And then from there you can just add flavors. I love to use citrus for turkey. And then you can add in clove, honey, brown sugar, whatever flavors you like. I like peppercorns. Just making sure that the, the water-salt ratio is right, and then you can add in whatever you like.
1: So once you drop the turkey into the brine, is there a time frame on how long you have to let it do its magic in the brine before you pull it back out to cook?
2: Yeah, you want about an hour per pound minimum and a maximum of 48 hours. You know, I usually do it overnight. Once you get past 48 hours, it can turn the meat kind of mushy. All
1: right, so when you pull it out of the brine, what's the process of getting it ready to cook?
2: First, rinse it off because you don't want the brine solution on the bird. Pat it dry. And then just prepare the bird like you would most barbecue. Do a nice dry rub. With turkey, though, because the skin is so thick um, and it can get a little rubbery when you're smoking it on low temperatures, I like to gently lift the, the skin up with my hands and get the rub underneath the skin. Um, just so you can get the flavors inside the bird. I also like to stuff, you know, garlic cloves in there. And then on the outside, rub it with olive oil or butter and your rub. Then fire, same as just about anything, you know, about 200, 225 degrees. If you want to crisp up the skin, which, again, it's a bit of a problem with with smoking turkey, you can either start out a little higher and turn it low, or what I usually do is is start low and, and crisp it up at the end.
1: Do you put stuffing in the cavity of the turkey at all?
2: you don't want to stuff a smoked turkey and the reason is is that the stuffing will slow down the internal cooking temperature and it won't get hot enough to get past the danger zone in time. So I may just put some pieces of onion and garlic and oranges, grapefruit in there to to infuse some flavor and some herbs but not an actual stuffing because the turkey needs to get up to 140 degrees inside within four hours and it just won't get there with the low temperatures of smoking. You also want to do smaller birds. You don't want to smoke a bird that's you know, usually 14 to 16 pounds is the maximum for a smoked turkey, unless you, again, are going to go higher temperature for a while to get the temperature up.
1: All right, so we want to look at that as a safety thing first. You want to get the bird up to uh, 140 or higher uh, outside of four hours. So the bigger the bird, the lower the temperature is the longer that's going to take. So you're either going to have to take measures of cooking it higher to get it there quickly, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to sacrifice size for safety.
2: Exactly. You can always smoke too. The beauty of smoking your turkey is you've you freed up your oven. Uh, you know that's you don't have the two oven problem on Thanksgiving. So you can do all your sides and everything in the oven, and your turkey is outside smoking away. So it it does give you a lot of flexibility on thanksgiving
1: right so we're talking with julie reinhardt she's the author of she smoke a backyard barbecue book she also co-owns smoke and pete's barbecue restaurant out there in seattle washington so if you ever get out to the great northwest certainly a place you want to check out if you're a barbecue connoisseur now as you're cooking the bird in the smoker is there a particular smoke wood that you use to
0: enhance the flavor of the bird want to find out what kind of wood julie was laying down on that bird Head on over. Damn, I can't talk today. I cannot talk today. I don't. I, it's my the first day with these new lips. Head on over to the Barbecue Central show. There's a link in today's show notes. It's going to take you to the complete episode. That wasn't so hard, was it? You've done this 306 times, John. I hate talking about myself in the third person. What is wrong with me?